We should probably just say one word about the gospel this morning, those last words in the gospel. Um, remember that Jesus was teaching in a hyperbolic fashion. So don't go out and do the things. Liter don't take that literally. There are so many spectacular stories in the history of the church of the saints literally taking those words of Jesus and cutting all things off, all manner of things off. Um, it's, it's hyperbolic speech. Today I wanted to anticipate the feast of St. Michael and all angels. That feast comes up this week in the middle of the week and, um, and it's not always, because of people's time, it's not always possible to um, commemorate the holy angels. And so I just wanted to say a word about, about the angels and what their purpose, what God gave them for. In, the, in modern society, angels occupy a strange place because we can't quite make up culturally speaking, what they're for. Years ago, I used to serve on the board of the University of the South in Tennessee. And it was, back then anyway, it had a reputation for being a great drinking and partying school. And we were always trying to, on the board, try to come up with some ideas to um, get the students to drink tea instead of all the other stuff they drink late at night. And they had a tradition the students did at that university. When they left the campus, as they passed through the university gates, they'd touch the roof of their car to pick up their guardian angel. And then when they came back to the university, they would touch the roof of the car again to put their guardian angel back. And I remember making the argument in the board that really the, the students have it opposite, just the opposite. They need their guardian angel in the university. Um, it was just a silly old tradition they had, but it reflects, I guess, some confusion and some, you know, about, about what are angels? What are they for? The angel's very existence is to serve the purposes of God. The word angel itself means messenger, messenger of God. The great example of a messenger would be the archangel Gabriel, who brought those glad tidings to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Angels are by definition, the good angels are by definition Christ-centered. At the beginning of John's gospel, Jesus said to Nathanael, Verily I say to you, after this you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man, that is, on Christ. So what about the belief that every person has a guardian angel? Is it possible? There have been countless millions and millions of people who have lived and will live on this planet. Are there enough angels to go around? 
numerically speaking, without a doubt. The scriptures bear evidence that there are so many more angels than human beings. The greatest number of the angels spend their entire existence worshiping the Blessed Trinity. But there are still plenty of them available to be assigned to every person on this planet. The early church used the parable of the lost sheep to help understand that there are enough angels to go around. They gave it a kind of a, of a supernatural setting. So remaining with the shepherd were 99 sheep. They represent the angels. And the lost sheep represents the human race. So given that, the ratio of angels to human beings is 99 to 1. So there's no problem. We have plenty of angels to go around. Then the question may be, is it biblical, this idea of a guardian angel? Or is it just something that has been thought up over the years? In a passage that applies to the Messiah, but ultimately to all people, the psalmist says in Psalm 91, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. In the gospel, Jesus teaches that every child has a guardian angel, and this guardian angel has immediate access to the Father in heaven. Matthew chapter 18. The angels lead Lazarus at his death into paradise. Peter was freed from prison in Acts chapter 12 by the intervention of an angel. Paul has an angel too who saved him from shipwreck off the coast of Crete, Acts chapter 27. And there were two angels standing guard over the tomb of Jesus in John chapter 20. So guardian angels are for real. They are not simply our psychological projection. But it's good to be reminded that there are good angels and bad angels. And scripture teaches us that we must test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because in the heart, in the mind, in the soul of every person, there sometimes is a dialogue that's going on. And the church teaches that those are the words of bad angels and good angels. The good angels are given to help guide us. The bad angels, they want to turn us aside from our journey to Christ. St. Thomas Aquinas taught about the angels that, yes, it's true that the angels can act on the created world. They can create storms and tempests. They can do many dramatic things in the created material world. But angels cannot act on the soul because 
God made us to be free in our souls. We hear many voices, but we have to choose which is the way. Angels do not know the future, nor do the angels know the secrets of our heart. That is only given to the Lord. So scripture bears witness that every believer has an angel to guide him as a teacher and a shepherd. And remember of special significance is Jesus' own word about our angel in our angel that is approaching the Lord, beholding the face of the Father in heaven. Our guardian angel becomes to us like the Father to watch over us, to protect us, also to guide us and to help correct us. So we each and every one of us have a guardian angel. Most of us don't know our guardian angel's name. There was a lady at church last night who told me after mass that she was now going to name her guardian angel. Um, but they're real. The church teaches us they are real and we should be thankful for them. I can't remember who it was, but there was a saint of the church that wrote a very beautiful piece on this that we should be very grateful for our guardian angel. Because if we happen to be difficult, if we happen to be oriented to doing wrong things all the time, this is a tough call for the guardian angel who has to watch over us. And so he was imagining the angels sitting around at coffee break, if you will. Well, who's the one you're looking after? Oh. <laughs> and anyway, we are told to be thankful for our guardian angel, to pray a word of prayer in thanks to him, and to realize that there is a supernatural existence that is in charge of helping us get to heaven. I'd like to close mass today, or not mass today, my homily today, with um, this prayer to St. Michael, which I know many of you know, and if you'd like to join me in this prayer, please do. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen.